Welcome everyone to episode 5 of The Lockout. Each week we bring you the second best analysis, the second best questions and the second best answers from all E1 fantasy related podcasts that are about fantasy LCS, LOL esports and other random topics. Today we sadly do not have any guests with us and uh, so I, I have to get used to using I instead of we again. It's a process. Anyway, let's go ahead and start with one of the more popular segments of this E1 Fantasy Podcast, the recap of the week. Yeah! Microsoft announced that they would end support for Internet Explorer in 2021. Those news are very sad, it's certainly an end of an era, but mm, I guess it had to happen eventually. Now that we're done with that, let's come to the Fantasy re Recap of last week. Since last week was LCS only, no LEC player was any option and people reluctantly chose LCS players for their lineups, even though most f fantasy players probably have had no idea who those were. Anyway, the winning lineup chose an EG-TSM combination with Huni, Svenskeren, Björksen, Bang, Tweets and TSM as a team pick. He did pretty good and EG stacked up some pretty good points against 100 Thieves. I'm impressed. But while NA fans could get some pretty good points this week, their good standing in the leaderboards openly shows that they're NA fans. Yeah. You really don't get anything for free these days. Do you? Fuck. Not even fantasy points. Holy shit. Fuck capitalism. With that being said, let's take a short glimpse into the future. This weekend many teams will play each other. G2 will play versus Mad Lions, Rogue will meet Fnatic, Gilius will try to take another step to Worlds versus SK. Oh, and I'm sure there will also be some LCS games, who knows. Yeah. Uh, but since I guess the identity of this podcast cannot just be flaming an A, let me just read this one for Johnny. Shout out to Jenny the Aussie, he was a guest of this podcast already. Hi Jeffrey. This segment is for you. Aatrox, the Darkenblade. Whether mistaken for a demon or god, many tales have been told of the Darkenblade. But few know his real name, or the story of his fall. In, in ancient times, long before Desert Sands swallowed the Empire, a mighty champion of Shurima was brought before the Sundisk to become the avatar for a now forgotten celestial ideal. Remade as one of the Ascended, his rings were the golden light of dawn and his armor sparkled like a constellation of hope from beyond the great veil. Aatrox was his name. He was at the vanguard of every noble conflict. So true and just was his conduct that other god warriors would always gather at his side and 10,000 mortals of Shuima marched behind him. When Setaka, the ascended warrior queen, called for his help against the rebellion of Ikathia, Aatrox answered without hesitation. But no one predicted the extent of the horrors that the rebels would unleash. The void quickly overwhelmed its Ikathian masters and began the grinding annihilation of all life it encountered. After many years of desperate battle, Aatrox and his brethren finally halted the void's perverse advance and seared the largest rifts shut. But the surviving ascended 
the self-described someone had been forever changed by what they had encountered. Though Shurima had triumphed, they all had lost something in their victory. Even noble Aatrox. And in time, Shurima fell, as all empires must. Without any monarchs to defend, or the existential threat of the void to test them, Aatrox and the Sunborn began to clash with one another, and eventually this became a war for the ruins of the world. Mortals fleeing the conflict came to know them instead by a new and scornful name, the Darken. Fearing that these fallen ascended were as dangerous to Runeterra's survival as the Void incursions had been, the Targonians intervened. It is said that the aspect of Twilight gave mortals the knowledge to trap the Darken, and the newly reborn aspect of war united many in fighting back against them. Never fearing any foe, Aatrox and his armies were ready, and he realized only too late that they had been deceived. A force greater than a thousand dead sons pulled him inside the sword he had carried into battle countless times and forever bound his immortal essence to it. The weapon was a prison, sealing his consciousness and suffocating eternal darkness, robbing him even of the ability to die. For centuries he strained against this hellish confinement, until some nameless mortal was foolish enough to try and wield the blade once more. Aatrox seized upon this opportunity, forcing his will and an imitation of his original form onto his bearer, through the, though the process quickly drained all life from the new body. In the years that followed, Aatrox groomed many more hosts, men and women of exceptional vitality or fortitude. Though his grasp of such magics had been limited in life, he learned to take control of a mortal in the span of a single breath, and in battle he discovered he could feast on his victims to build himself ever larger and stronger. Aatrox traveled the land, searching desperately, endlessly, for a way to return to his previous ascended form, but the riddle of the blade proved unsolvable, and in time he realized he would never be free of it. The flesh he stole and crudely shamed began to feel like a mockery of his former glory, a cage only slightly larger than the sword. Despair and loathing grew in his heart. The heavenly powers that Aatrox had once embodied had been wiped from the world and all memory. Raging against this injustice, he arrived at a solution that could only be born of a prisoner's desperation. If he could not destroy the blade or free himself, then he would embrace oblivion instead. No, no, Aatrox marches towards this merciless goal, bringing war and death wherever he goes. He clings to a blind hope. If he can drive all of creation into a final, apocalyptic battle where everything everything else is destroyed. Then maybe he and the blade will also cease to exist. Well, um, yeah, that was um, Aatrox's biography and I kind of had to read it because um, Johnny will not read lore and like, I don't know, this is the one thing that he might hear and he will realize what this is before until it's too late. Like, you will not realize what it is until it's too late, yeah. Anyway, um, if you have any topics that you want me to talk about and for other podcasts where I don't have guests, please send me to them. Um, 
I don't know. I will probably just go through every champion. And it's a fantasy podcast. This is not supposed to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, one last topic. Um, I suppose, um, according to my, um, according to the demographics, to the analytics of this podcast, uh, my audience is 100% male. And in the 21st century, this cannot happen. Like, there's obviously some hidden sexism in this podcast. So if you pick up on any sexist um, remarks that I do in this podcast that would drive a female audience away, um, just just tell me, you know? It's important to be inclusive in this, yeah, in this time. Um, anyway, have a good day. This was the episode of the lockout and uh, this was another episode of the lockout rather. I hope you tune in uh, next time or maybe tune in in the login, you know, when there's actual content and not just some random guy reading law because he doesn't have any topics. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> goodbye.